Come on, smile at somebody as you grab a seat today. Thank you, worship team. Thank you for being in church today. Happy long weekend. So glad you're here. I want to welcome the online church for joining us today on Facebook and on YouTube. And if you haven't already on YouTube, you can subscribe. That would help us so much. We love getting the word out. And on Facebook, you can share it. And I jumped on there for a minute earlier. So good to see Sarah on online chat on Facebook and Jim and Kathy and saw you, Joshua, and Judy and saw Brittany on there. And we love our online community church. And we love that you're here in person today. If you have your Bible, turn to Matthew chapter 16. If you don't have a Bible today and maybe you're new to church or maybe you've come for a while, we honestly believe this book changes lives. Um, it's, it's a book of life. It's a love letter from heaven. It's not a book of rules. It's not a book of, of, of just history, though it's all those things. It's, it's not just a book of poetry. It's not just uh, a book of wisdom. It's actually God's letter to the church and the story of ransoming and rescuing us from ourselves and our sins. If you don't have a Bible, we have free Bibles at the big yellow table. Just grab one. We have them in Korean. We have them in Spanish. We'll soon have them in French, and we have them in English. And you just grab those. We paid for those with your money. So just grab one, and we'd love for you to get them. And we got hundreds more coming. We just ordered some last week. Uh, in fact, we had a very generous ministry donate us uh, 400 Bibles last week. Come on, somebody. So Bibles are not cheap. Um, much like God's grace, it's not cheap. But just take it if you need it. Matthew chapter 16, if you're there, say hey. All right, the rest of you are just waiting for the screen behind me. I know you are. Matthew chapter 16. Again, if you're a guest, we're glad you're here today. We're really glad you show up to church. Thank you for navigating the parking so well. As you can tell, they have half the parking lot paved. We're believing another couple weeks we'll be back in our parking lot. Um, but we're really glad you're in church today. Really glad you're here. Matthew 16, starting reading in verse 13. Verse 13. When Jesus came to the reason of Caesarea Philippi, he asked the disciples, who do people say that the Son of Man is? Jesus was saying, who do people say that I am? Well, they replied, some say John the Baptist, some say Elijah, others say Jeremiah or one of the other dead prophets. And then he asked them, but who do you say that I am? It's not my message today, but Jesus is still asking that question. The world has an opinion on Jesus. Your parents have an opinion on Jesus. Our culture has an opinion on Jesus. He said, that's fine. That's fine what, what Jordan Peterson thinks or Gary Vee or Tucker Carlson or uh, Steve Murphy or Justin Trudeau or Mike Miller. It doesn't matter what they say. Let me ask you today, who do you say that I am? He says, who do you say that I am? Simon Peter answered and says, you're the Messiah, the son of the living God. Jesus replied, you are blessed, Simon, son of John, because that my Father in heaven has revealed this to you. You did not learn this from any human being. Now I say to you that you are Peter. I'm changing your name to Peter, which means rock. And upon this rock, this revelation that I am the Messiah, I will build my church, and the powers of hell cannot conquer it. That's good news right there. And I will give you the keys to the kingdom of heaven. Whatever you forbid on earth will be forbidden in heaven. And whatever you permit on earth will be permitted to heaven. I want to jump down to verse 21. Jump down to verse and it says, From then on, Jesus began to tell his disciples plainly, as clearly as he could, that it was necessary for him to go to Jerusalem and that he would suffer many terrible things at the hands of the elders and leading priests and the teachers of religious law, that he would be killed. He's telling his disciples, I'm about to be killed. On the third day, though, I will raise from the dead. But Peter took him aside and began to reprimand him for saying such things. Heaven forbid, Lord, he said, this will never happen to you. And then this great encouragement from Jesus to this man that just had a revelation. He changed his name. He says to him, turned to Peter and said, get away from me, Satan. 
You ever regret some things you say to your kids, maybe your spouse? I've never called Nancy Satan to this day. Uh, never will. Never will. Um, my kids have thought about it, but no, no, no. He says, get behind me. Another version says, get behind me, Satan. You are a dangerous trap to me. You are seeing things merely from a human point of view, not God's. Today, just the next few minutes, I want to talk on this topic, yes and no. If you're taking notes, some of you take notes. We see you post them online. We love you. Take notes in church, yes and no. Let's pray. God, thank you for this long weekend. Thank you, Holy Spirit, that you are here. We pray these next few minutes will be life-changing. I pray those that are weak today, that they be made strong in your presence. Those that are proud would be convicted and humbled. Those that are, are suffering would be healed. Those that are lost would be found. Those that need direction would find it. Those that are lonely would find communion with you and your church. Lord, help me preach well and help us listen. In the name of Jesus Christ, everybody said, I have a second job that many of you don't know I have. It doesn't pay anything. It's called dad taxi. Anybody, if you have teenagers, you know exactly what I'm talking about. I am a dad taxi, and our son who has his license is living in Vancouver. So uh, our, our daughter Maddie, who is 16, has her beginners. But because we lost our driver, in our, in our, our, the Uber driver that worked for me moved to Vancouver, Josh. Now I'm, me and Nancy are the ones driving Maddie, and Maddie has quite the social life. She works, she, she works so much. She's in Vancouver right now at a, at a church camp for two weeks. We're loving that, and partly because our gas bill is going down from driving. But, but Maddie has a social life, and she... She, she has so many friends, she's driving around and she works. And, and I feel like, me and Nancy feel like we're going all the time. And I don't know about Halifax, if you're from here, maybe you're watching online. I've never seen more detours and construction than this summer. Like, you have to plan your route to get home. I'm on Google Maps going, what's the fastest way to get home? Like, it, it, I am driving, I'm pretty sure I went through Quebec to get home from work the other day. I, I'm going around floodplains and roads uh, closures and I just... But I'm dad taxi, so last week, it happens often, Maddie will get some friends in the car and we'll drive them home. And there's a girl in the back seat and a guy in the back seat, and when there's a guy in my car, that's my chance to inter interrogate. You would call it being friendly, I call it interrogation. Um, I, I, I look him right in the eye, I try to flex a little bit, I lower my voice. Uh, but I get, I get her friends in the back of the car and I ask a lot of questions. If you're a guest here and I have a chance to connect with you, I love asking questions, and some find it intimidating. Um, but I just want to get to know people, so... This is one guy in the back of the car who I've known for a little bit, and um, I said, I said, I got some questions for you. He's like, oh, okay, <coughs> okay, okay, sure. Uh, they call me Big Mike. I don't know why. Maddie's calls, calls me Big Mike. And I thought it was really um, complimenting my gym work. And then she started calling Nancy Big Nance, and I realized it means nothing because Nancy's the opposite of big. So, so the other girl in the back seat's like, all right, Mike, Big Mike, what's your questions? I'm like, hey. So I ask questions, and this is one I usually ask all the time when I'm being dad taxi. I said to the guy in the back seat, all right, who do you live with? You got parents? You live with one parent? He goes, I got two parents, and I live with both. And I'm like, okay, great. I got a question for you. I said, if you need money, which one are you texting? You need a loan. He thought about it. He's like, my mom. My mom, interesting. I'm like, if you're in trouble, I don't know what the trouble is, but you got in trouble at school, at work, somewhere. Who are you calling? Who are you texting? Your mom or your dad? He's like, I'm calling my dad. Thought it's interesting. Now, show of hands says, play along. Maybe your your parents are living. Maybe they're not here. Maybe you're here with your parents. Maybe you have a single mom, single dad. Maybe your parents are long gone. But feel free to answer this question to, by show of hands. How many? If you if your parents were alive, if they were here, if you needed if you needed a loan, how many would ask their mom in the room? Anybody? Look around. If your family's here, it's saying a lot. How many would ask their dad? Okay. If you were in trouble, 
you had one phone call from, from a place where you needed just one phone call. Maybe you're at the principal's office. Maybe you were just, you were in trouble. Maybe it's a flat tire. Maybe it was something. But you just needed, you had one call to get help. How many are calling their mom? How many are calling their dad? How many, the, the parents you have, your parents call you for help and for a loan? Am I, okay, all right, yeah. I know some of you. I know some of you. I know some of your parents. Yeah, 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 uh, yeah. Interesting. It's interesting on our faith journey, so many times um, we only ask for help where we think we're going to get a yes. In our faith journey, I find, I find this interesting. Sometimes we know the answer we're going to get from God on certain things. That relationship, that mindset, that attitude, that event, that where we want to spend our money on there, that, that, that habit, that, that craving. We know the answer we're going to get. So a lot of times we'll go where we know we're going to get a yes. In our early years as parenting, our kids tried to play us off each other. Remember these days? I'm not going to say which one, but Maddie would do this all the time. And she would come and she'd be like, hey, can I go for a sleepover at so-and-so's house? Or, hey, can you buy on Amazon this? And, and I, I'm a smart man. I'm getting smarter all the time because I realize I need to make sure we're on the same page. So I always ask, what did your mom say? How many have learned? You just need to know. They will divide you, those little suckers. They will divide you. <laughs> or if I'm tired, I don't want to know what her mother said. Just go ask your mother. She said, come ask you, which means Nancy's like, then I'm confused going, did Nancy not want to answer because she's tired or does she need backup? So I'm like, well, what did she say before she said, come ask me? She said, maybe. Well, maybe means no in our house. Our kids haven't clued into this. When our kids ask for something, we say, oh, we'll talk about it, maybe. That's us saying no, but we don't have the energy right now to say no, so we're putting it off. It's like when we ask some of you to help in Nova Kids and you said, let me pray about it. It's, it's, it's no, but I don't have the courage right now to tell you, so I will email you in a few weeks. I've learned this is that we will, sometimes we, don't, we know we're not going to get the right answer from God, we'll go to our friends. Yeah, but like, like, I know they don't really love God. They're not really passionate about their faith, but they're a really nice guy. I could date them, right? Or like, like, like I'm upset about this thing. That I got this, this attitude. I'm not going to call it an attitude. I'm going to call it an opinion, a very strong view. But I know who will echo my view and, and, will, and, and, will, and will, will, will dog on that person or will, 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 will rant about that event or that culture or that community. So I know where to go to get the yes I want. Or we go to ourselves. Well, it's good with me. And um, it's interesting, in Matthew 16, Jesus here tells Peter yes, and he tells Peter no. He says yes, yes is always opportunity. Yes, I want you to do something. Yes is a green light. I want you to go. I want you to build. I want you to be a part of. I want you to make this happen. He says to Peter, I'm, I'm going to build my church on the revelation that you just said, that I am the Son of God, I'm the Messiah. So go, I'm going to give you the keys. Go, build this church. Get these, this, this team together and build the church. you got a green light, Peter. It's interesting. God will give you yeses. He'll give you a mission. This church is where it is today because so many people heard a yes from God. I'm, I've said this before. It was humbling. When we started this church, we felt like God said, start this church um, really seven years ago when we, we launched the vision of it. It was always humbling when people would come to us and they said, hey, so God told you to start a church? We're like, yeah. They're like, okay, we're in. I'm like, that's humbling to me. When they say, you got a yes from God, then you got a yes from us. I'm like, that's humbling. God will give you a yes. Here, God gives Peter a yes. But then very quickly, two verses later, God gives Peter, Jesus gives Peter a no. He says, you got an attitude. You're not thinking straight. You're, you're being selfish. You're going through your own mindset and your own vision. You're looking at it, what's in it for you. We all do this, don't we? We, we view things through our lens. We view services. We view community. We view relationships going well, is that good for me? Does that work for me? Does that work for my family, for my preferences? And 
Jesus here gives Peter a yes and gives Peter a no. Here's a question I thought about this week. When was the last time you were told no? If you're married, it's probably this morning, right? Like, like something like, no, we can't spend money there. No, you can't go golfing. No, you can't go this. But honestly, when was the last time you were told no? I've realized this. The older we get, the less we're told no. Right? Like when our kids were six or seven, they'd come down in like, like a Tinkerbell outfit. Maddie would come down in like a Tinkerbell outfit or something and be like, you cannot wear that to school. Josh would come down in like a Batman costume, like, yes, you can wear that to school. That's, that's amazing. But like when they were younger, like, no, you can't do that. No, you can't stay up. No, you can't watch that. No, that's, that's not rated for you. That's too much time on your screen time. You have to go out. No, you can't sit here. You have to go outside. When you're younger, you can't wear your pajamas to school. When you get older, I find the no's get less because you know where to go for your yes. Now the no's are less. Now you'll know that if you go to any high school in the city, they're all wearing their pajamas to school now. Have you seen this? It's like, you know, in some Walmarts. You can just wear your pajamas to school. No one's telling them no. And I've realized the older you get, the less you have someone telling you no. I want to encourage you with our faith journey. We're not just gathering for church. And we say this often, but I really, I was out with a great friend this week from this church, and I was like, that is the deep stuff. It's following Jesus. Now, I don't have time to park here today, and I don't want to beat a dead horse, but that is the deep stuff. People are like, where's the deep stuff? Get into the Greek and the Hebrew and unpack. The deep stuff is following Jesus as Lord. That is the new stuff. That is the old stuff. That is the deep stuff. That is, that is everything. Is Jesus will give you yeses, and he'll give you noes. And so many times we want to be a part of the yeses of helping our community. We want to be a a part of yes of when we have small groups. We want yes in our relationships and forgiveness and hope and healing. But we don't want to hear no's of no, you can't have that relationship. No, you can't have that attitude. No, you can't go there at this time. So many times we don't go to God when we know we're going to get the answer we're going to get. So we go to each other. We go to ourselves. We go to culture. And the deep stuff of this, if you come and just gather on Sunday morning, all you're you're part of is a service. And we love services. And God does stuff here. But the real work of this faith is worked out when we leave this room and we wrestle through our own temptations and desires and preferences and what we view. And we go to God and he goes, no, not yet. Maybe later, but not right now. Or no. Or yes. I want you to build this and do this and go there and help that person and talk to that person and love that person and start that relationship and start that business and, and, and buy pack back for kids and, 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 and love on your spouse and serve your kids. He'll give you yeses and he'll give you noes. That is the deep stuff. And the older we get, I find in my life, the harder it is for me to hear no. Especially if you get successful in business or in influence and the older you get and maybe you're, you're not around so many other people or you don't have a boss or maybe you, you're just, it's, it, you, we don't like no's. Our culture does not like no's. I'm not going to get into the depth because we need reform in everything. Every form of government, civil servants, we need reform, drastic reform. But it's interesting the last few years, the number one thing that's been attacked has been authority. No one's in charge. Teachers have lost control of the classroom. They're trying but it's, no, you can have your phone, you can record them, you can provoke them. Police officers, government, pastors, parents, teachers, lawyers. Like, no one's in charge, and there's an attack on No one tells me no. I wasn't going to go there today, but I'm just going to say it. Can you imagine if a world war broke out like it did in the 40s, and there was a draft to go into war? <laughs> no one would go. Like, what did you say? I'm 18? I don't think so. I have, I have an Airbnb booked with, 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 with avocado toast. No, I can't go. We laugh, but there's something about authority. 
You need to know this, that Jesus is not our hype guy. He's not just our cheerleader. He's not just our healer and our savior. He's actually our Lord. And I have a hard time with it. I really do. Because he still tells me no. And sometimes the yes he gives me is not what I want yes to. Go do this. I don't want to do that. I don't want to go build that. I don't want to walk up from three parking lots to our church today. I don't want to give to this. I don't want to forgive that person. I don't want to love on that person. I don't want to be faithful here. Oh, when was the last time we were given an assignment with a yes from God? I love this in Proverbs 3, verses 5 to 6. It says, trust in the Lord with all your heart. The Lord, which means boss, and he will direct your paths. Can I encourage you, if you're looking for direction in your life, your business, your family, your relationships, he'll give it to you. He'll give you a yes but it'll also give you some no. Baptism is a kingmaker. I'm going to talk for just a few minutes. I'm going to talk for like seven minutes on baptism before we go today. We have baptism coming up on the 20th, and it's not just, oh, that's cool. It's baptism. It's just a cool Sunday. People get in a tank. I want to just unpack it because if we're not careful, we'll come into this community and we'll do things that are a rite of passage and never know the why. You'll never know the why. Baptism is actually a king maker and a lord maker. Baptism is making Jesus king of your life. And some of you in this room, you've never been baptized, and maybe you've been around for a long time. And maybe this is a time, not because we need to pump our numbers up to get over 20, over 30, but because there's something about it that makes Jesus king. It's a king-making thing. Because the battle is on authority, and the battle is on lordship, and the battle is on when Jesus says yes, and the battle is when Jesus says no. Baptism is a kingmaker. August 20th, you can sign up for it. Let me give you five reasons real quick why we believe everyone who receives Christ as their Lord and Savior should be baptized. Number one, publicly confess your commitment to Christ. Number one, when you get baptized, it's not just a cool little ceremony. It's not just a little, I got a little certificate and I got a t-shirt and people cheered for me. It's to publicly confess your commitment to Christ. Romans 10.9, if you openly declare that Jesus is Lord and you believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. Baptism is one way we declare and confess that we're following Jesus. See, your faith is a private decision you make. Whether it be in a room like this or online or at home, you say, Jesus, I give you my life. It's a private commitment. But baptism is a public declaration. It's a public confession. It's like me and Nancy got married on May 20th, 2000. We had a small ceremony, and it's a private commitment. But I wear a wedding ring publicly to go, I made a private commitment, but the world needs to know. When you get baptized, you are going public with your commitment that, listen, I have someone that tells me yes and tells me no. I am not just a church attender. I'm not just someone who who uh, shows up to church on Sunday and sings a few songs. I actually have God leading my life, and I'm trying to follow him the best I can. I'm not perfect, but he is Lord, and I want to publicly confess that there is someone in charge of my life, and his name is Jesus Christ. Number two. Why do we get baptized? Because Christ did it. Jesus is our model. We aim to follow his example. If you're wondering where to start in your Bible, start reading in Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, the Gospels. Our goal is to pray like he prays. Our goal is to love like he loves. Our goal is to obey like he obeys. He said, I only do what I hear and see my father saying and doing. It's not my will, but your will be done. And Jesus got baptized. In fact, he started his ministry. He said, I have to do this out of obedience. It's interesting. It says there in Luke, it says that when he came out of the water, he heard from heaven, this is my son who I am well pleased. It's interesting. Sonship talks about relationship. 
I encourage you, whether you get baptized or not, whether you know Jesus, love Jesus, follow Jesus, you'll always be sons and daughters of God. He loves you. He'll never love you more than he loves you today. He'll never love you less. If you walk out and curse God and his church, he'll never love you less. You cannot change your relationship with God as being a son and daughter. What you can change is his approval of you. And it's interesting, when Jesus came out of the water, heaven said, this is my son, which is unchangeable. But he didn't just say that. He says, who I am well pleased. And Jesus said, obedience brings favor. It says that in Luke 2.52. Favor with God is favor with man. I want to encourage you today. We get baptized because Jesus did it. He's our model. Oh, if we could love our city like he loved. If we can forgive people like he forgave. If we can pray like he prayed. If we can follow like he followed. Baptism was important to Jesus and his faith journey. And it should be important to us. That's why we get baptized. Number three, why do we get baptized? Even now, some of you are feeling maybe even um, convicted and encouraged to sign up today for, ne- for, for the 20th of August. I'm telling you, it'll take your faith to another level when you activate it. Why else do we get baptized? Number three, to grow in Christ in his death and resurrection. Again, just fight the war to just be a church attender. Why, do, why are we here? Why do we believe this? Romans 6, 3 to 4. Let me read this. It says, Or have you forgotten that when we were joined with Christ Jesus in baptism, we joined him in his death? For we died and were buried with Christ by baptism. And just as Christ was raised from the dead by his glorious power of the Father, now we also may live new lives. Baptism is our opportunity to die symbolically to self. In baptism, we had these big tanks. When you go under the water, it's symbolic of going in the grave. Isn't that so encouraging and positive? But here's what I've learned. People at their root are not good. I am not good at my root. I am fallen, I am far from God, and I am sinful. People say, just be the true you. Be true to you. Do not be true to you. You cannot be trusted. People that were true to themselves started wars, hurt people, caused abuse, and steal. I know you don't need to teach a child how to steal or lie. Why? Because ourselves need to be buried in our sin. And when we, when we go in the tank, we, it's symbolic of dying to our sin. And when we come out, we're raising with Christ to a new life. There's something that goes, no, no, I believe that Jesus died for my sin. He forgave me. And today, I want to be a symbol of that in baptism. When we get baptized, it's a die symbolically to self and to be resurrected as a loving and compassionate follower of Jesus. Why else do we get baptized? To celebrate the forgiveness of sin. All oh, the church should be a church that celebrates. Church, you were celebrating today when we, with those backpacks, let the church be a party, a place where we celebrate. Churches are not quiet. They're not museums. They're not morgues. They're not Remembrance Day services that are, that are, that are just honoring that we honor. It's actually a place where we celebrate, to celebrate the forgiveness of sin. Look what Peter said in Acts 2.38. Each of you must repent of your sins and turn to God and be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of your sins. Then you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. Repentance is our acceptance of this offer, and baptism is our celebration. Baptizing does not save you, does not get you to heaven, it does not change your place in heaven, it does not, make you, it does not get you uh, forgiven of your sins. It is a celebration of your forgiveness of sins. Repentance, when you say, God, forgive me for my sin, I turn and follow you, that is where salvation happens. Baptism is the celebration of that repentance. That's why on the 20th, we are going to cheer. Those of you who get baptized, when you come out of that water, when your ears come above that water, what you're going to hear is cheering and clapping, and you're going to feel the presence of God because it's a celebration that you're not who you once were, that you've been forgiven by God, that God has saved you, he loved you, your past is washed away, and you can have a new start. I've learned this, is that we need a new start. 
Some of you are in your 30s, your 20s, your 50s, your 60s. It's time for a new start. Give your life to Jesus Christ and then celebrate what God's done in your life. Number five, because Christ commands it. This is perhaps the greatest reason of all why Jesus commands, why we get baptized. He commands of every Christian to be baptized. Matthew 28, verses 18 to 20, reads this. Jesus said, this is our, our Lord, the one we follow, the one we're passionate about, our yeses and our noes. Jesus said, therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. He commanded it. Today, if you love Jesus, if you've given your life to Jesus, if you say, I want to follow Jesus, he says, get baptized. And there's something happening with your private commitment. When you have a public declaration, a miracle happens. It says, who can be saved? Those that confess with their mouth and believe in their heart. When you go public with your love for him, he goes public with his power for you. It says they were filled with the spirit of God. Church, some of you, you're, at, you're stuck in your faith. You're stuck in your sin. You're stuck in your, in your journey with God. Maybe what you need is another level of obedience when God says yes to baptism. You say, God, you're my God. You're not just my Sunday morning God. You're not just, you're not just my church community God. You're my Lord. I go to you and I get yeses and I get noes. And as I follow you, a miracle happens. Baptism, baptism is another way we follow him. It's a kingmaker. Baptism is a kingmaker. Today, we're going to get ready to sing as we close on this long weekend. On the 20th, we're going to celebrate. It's really going to be a moment of community over barbecue. So many people new to our church, we're going to get to rub shoulders and, 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 and eat barbecue and, 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 and see each other and a picture of community. But then we're going to celebrate. Probably over 20 people get baptized, go public with their faith, and we're going to cheer. Even in this room today, I was looking at pictures from last year. Some of you are in this room that got baptized last year, following Jesus, giving him your yes. A miracle is going to happen. Then we're going to see the community come to our door, and we're going to bless them for the love of Jesus Christ. It's going to be a moment. If you're sitting here going, I've never been baptized, and you feel convicted like you need to, really simple. You're going to go to that yellow wall when we leave here. Guest team, you're going to be ready for them. And you can sign up right there. You can sign up online, but you can sign up right there today before you walk out of this room going, I feel like I'm getting a yes from heaven. I need to do this. He's more than just my church Jesus. He's more than my Sunday morning Jesus. He's my everyday Jesus. I want to make him king of my life. That's the call today. That's the takeaway. Just follow Jesus. Let him tell you yes and let him tell you no. He'll direct your life. He'll lead you in the way of everlasting. He'll direct your paths. And that's where the life is found. Amen. Can we stand to our feet today? Pastor Matt and the team are going to lead us in this song as we close. We're going to celebrate today. As we get ready to close on this long weekend, can I encourage you? Make Jesus Lord of your life. Follow Jesus. He's not just your Savior. He's not just your healer. He's not just your creator. He's the Lord of your life. Let him tell you yes. And let him tell you no. And in there is the health and the healing we need. Amen. God, I thank you for this church. I thank you, Lord, that we are passionate about following you. God, I call in this room another level of Jesus followers. God, we resist the religion of just attending a service online, just attending a service in person, just putting on our good clothes and drinking our coffee and putting money in the, in the offering. We resist the religious activity of just showing up to a building. But God, we embrace the yeses and we embrace the noes. God, would you lead us in pure hearts and pure minds? Would you put us on mission to bring your kingdom to this earth? Would we love our city and love our neighbor? Would we build your church when we lift up the name of Jesus? We make you Lord. We make you Lord. In the name of Jesus Christ, everybody said. Come on, church, let's worship as we close today.
more time this morning, church. Are you ready for that? Why don't you put your hands together? We're going to lift up a clap offering of praise. We're going to lift our voices and we're going to celebrate today. His body broken, a king forsaken, as he hung on that cross, the veil in pieces, the temple shaken, they mourn the Savior, but it wasn't for long.
Church, we love you. Be blessed. The coffee is free and flowing. Say hi to someone, and we'll see you next week.